Greetings, my name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. In this podcast, you will hear stories about how real people have experienced awesome changes by embracing a plant-based diet. Today, we're speaking to a woman who says going vegan saved her life. She has dropped from plus sizes to small sizes, beat high blood pressure, and gained time and energy. And now she's dedicated to living life fully, truly, and passionately while inspiring others to do the same. So grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. We are here with Georgette Whaley, who has an amazing testimony about how a plant-based diet has changed her life. Um, We are so excited that she could be here with us today and share her testimony. Thanks for joining us today, Georgette. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So tell me, where are you from? Are you from Houston? I am born and raised in Houston, Texas. Third war to be exact. Okay. Yes. So tell me a little bit, what is the vegan culture like in in Houston? It, well, I've been vegan a little over two years, so this is kind of still all new to me, but just over the course of these two years, it has just exploded. Um, There's so many vegan pop-ups and food trucks and restaurants, and there's so many options. So Third Ward, uh, we have so many places. I I mean, I could practically walk to one of them, so it's it's a really good concentrated area of vegan goodness. Mm-hmm. It is in mm-hmm. third word. You're like yes. in the in the Mecca, right? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I, I know. I just wanted to say I wanted to bring it up for people who might not be in Houston so they yes. can have an idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of what your experience is like. Yes. So tell me, how long have you been vegan? Well, you just said that. But I guess the question is, what inspired you to become like to take this path? OK, uh, technically, the, the date that I most definitely decided to go vegan was April 23rd of 2017. And what prompted it was my health. On March 10th, 2017, I was at work and someone was coming to drop something off to me. I went to stand up to greet them and I got dizzy. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, this is odd. Why am I dizzy? And after that date, I kept getting dizzy every day, sometimes two and three times a day. Sometimes it got worse. I mean, it started getting worse and worse. So I finally go to the doctor. Long story short, it was my blood pressure. So I had prehypertension numbers and I came out into the waiting room. My husband was there with me, my husband, Chris, and I told him what happened. And we went home and we were sad and trying to figure out what we were going to do. And a couple of years prior to that, his father had been diagnosed with prostate cancer. And right before he was going into surgery, the doctor, she told him, she said, look, Um, I could lose my license. I could lose my job. But she said, you know, African-American men are coming in with these numbers for prostate cancer in alarming rates. She said prostate cancer is directly linked to dairy. He needs to cut out dairy. He needs to cut out meat. He needs to go towards an alkaline diet. He needs to go vegan. You need to, that's what's going to save your life. You're already getting your prostate removed. And she turned to my husband, Chris, and she was like, this is what you need to do too, because this could be your, um, 
your thing. So I remember him telling me about that. And I remember telling him, well, I hope your dad does that. Good for him. I hope he does that. So fast forward to when I had my health crisis, um, my husband, Chris, that story kind of came back to him. He was like, Georgette, you know, remember when dad had his diagnosis? And I'm like thinking, oh, oh, I know what's coming now. <laughs> so over the course of a couple of weeks, we did pescatarian, vegetarian and vegan. We went cold turkey, basically. Um, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that route, but essentially we went vegan for my health. Now, my husband had been getting uh, a pre-hypertension diagnosis, pre-diabetes um, diagnosis, and things like that in the past. He had been warned about his weight and warned about his you know, eating habits years ago, but he told me that he felt like God had to make something happen to me. Like I had to get dizzy. Like God had to literally shake me up for me to make the changes. So I went vegan for my health, and he went vegan, you know, for his health as well. But once we became vegan, you start thinking about the environmental aspect. You start thinking about the animals. You start thinking about different um, aspects of it. But the initial catalyst was my health. Yes. So you basically went cold turkey. I went cold turkey. Now, I would not suggest that. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen New Jack City. <laughs> There's a character that I love, and they're Pookie. I felt like Pookie in the crack house. I felt like Jamie Foxx when he played Ray Charles, and he was shaking and rocking. I mean, I literally felt like I needed to go to a methadone clinic because I had been eating the the standard American diet, the sad diet, and then had added, decided to add some flair by adding fast foods and other high, you know, caloric, high sodium foods to my diet, and that's what led me to that. So I also got on the scale that same doctor's appointment, I was almost 300 pounds. I'm only 5'4". So that's a lot of weight to be carrying um, on me. So yeah, it was it was a true wake-up call. And I'll tell anybody, what you do in your 20s and your 30s, that's cute for you. But once you get into your 40s and beyond, your body is doing something different. And my body was, if I had stayed on that path, Lord only knows where I would end up by now. I feel like one day I was my blood pressure was so high I didn't know it at the time but I really truly think I could have like passed out or had a stroke it was I remember being disoriented I almost fell I went into a restaurant and I thought I was at one place and I was somewhere else and the people were looking at me like I was crazy I'm sure they probably thought I was on something but that's because my blood pressure was that high and my body was trying to to adjust to that wow yeah. mm-hmm so what, how, so what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in making this transition, and how did you overcome those challenges? Well, as a lot of people know, y'all can't see me, but I have on a shirt that says, you can live without cheese. Baby, my thing was cheese. Oh, <laughs> cheese, glorious cheese. That was one of my big holdouts was cheese. Um, it was chicken. But cheese was my first thing. So once I got my mind wrapped around the fact that it's going to be okay, you can live without cheese. There's other options if you just want to have that flavor. Um, that was kind of tough. My family and friends, my brother is vegan, so he's been vegan for about 10 years or so, or plant-based. And so he kind of already paved the way, so they weren't thinking it was that crazy. But uh, my mom, that was one of our things we bond with is food. She, you know, fried chicken, do these other things. So now she's like, you're not going to eat my chicken no more. So just things like that and just my body literally adjusting to this, this new way. Because there will be sometimes I would almost feel like under my skin was like tingling. Like I can almost feel my body change. And I know that sounds weird. I don't, there's probably a term for it. But I did feel those things. So, yeah. Once I got past the first few weeks, I prayed about it. I said, Lord, if I can get past these first few weeks, Lord, I'm going to be okay. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So with my blood pressure, um, you know, I went that first time. She gave me the pre-hypertension diagnosis, told me to come back in two weeks. Came back in two weeks. By that time, I had lost some weight because I had made these changes, but she still wasn't satisfied with my numbers, so I left for the prescription. After two weeks, I felt like that wasn't enough, so I took the, the medication twice. I took it twice. I prayed about it. I said, Lord, I don't want to be on medication, not for something that I can reverse. So once I made those changes, she told me to come back in 30 days, came back in 30 days, and I lost more weight. My blood pressure had dropped more, but I didn't tell her I had gone vegan or plant-based. So she, she uh, told me, well, your blood pressure is looking good, but uh, we're going to keep you on medication. I said, well, how long? She said, oh, come back in six months. No. I didn't go back. I ended up finding a plant-based doctor, and that's where I go now. And one thing that she told me that stands out to me, she said, um, she tried to make me feel better about this diagnosis, which I'm there literally in tears. And she tells me, well, what we're prescribing you is what we primarily prescribe to our African-American patients. I'm like, well, that didn't make me feel no better. <laughs> that didn't make me feel any better about it. I'm like, what's different about my blood? And I made the joke to my husband. said, what, because I eat Popeye's that my blood is somehow different than some <laughs> other race? I didn't, I'm like, well, healthcare shouldn't be homogenized. Mm-hmm. That, that, and then she was like, well, if your ankles swell up, let us know. No, see, now, now, now I'm already getting dizzy. Now my, my ankle's going to be swole? Mm-mm. No. I know it might sound vain, but I, I wasn't feeling that. And like I said, I knew that there had to be. I know, like the saying, you know, that everybody says, let thy food be thy medicine. I knew that if I made these changes, that it would come. I was totally sedentary. Mm-hmm. I was depressed, like super depressed. I would lay in bed. I would go to work. Come home, lay in bed, and eat like a huge bag of Doritos, like the Sam's Club, you know, warehouse size bag full of sodium. Mm-hmm. And then I was eating fast food, and you are, like I said earlier, that's full of uh, sodium, full of calories. Mm-hmm. And this is like you're doing this day after day. It's going to show itself. So when they say you are what you eat, what I was eating was garbage. So I felt and I looked like garbage. I was starting to look old. I had bags under my eyes. I used to have this black ring around my neck and I tried everything to get rid of it. My hair has started thinning out. I'm a hairstylist. So imagine me losing my hair, but it was because of what I was putting into my body. And once you start putting better things into your body, you feel better. You look better. Like people don't believe me when I tell them I'm 44 years old. I look younger now than I did on pictures 10 years ago. You know, I just feel so much better. Like, I didn't realize I felt bad until I started feeling better. Like, all these aches and pains that I just accepted as part of my life, they're gone. You know, a lot of it was inflammation, like my wrist and everything. Those are the first things that that started to slim down. One day I looked at my hands and I didn't even recognize myself. But that's because I had started removing those toxins from my body. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, girl, look, I'm a living witness. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how long, so you went cold turkey. Cold turkey. How long did it take for you to start seeing those results? I started losing weight almost immediately. Almost immediately, I started losing weight. Like, I felt like like one of those movies, like Big or something, where Tom Hanks, he turns into a little boy, he wakes up, his pajamas are hanging off. I literally felt like that. Like, I went to meet a friend, and I had a dress... You know, I was like, go and put this little dress on. I'm like, why is this dress so baggy? And I ended up wearing it anyway. And I mean, TMI, like my drawers were starting to fall down. <laughs> I was struggling. So I had to, and Chris was telling, my husband was telling, he was like, Georgia, you are losing weight. But I didn't believe him because I'm like, there's no way that this fast I'm losing weight. But I was. I had to literally get 
all new clothes. I have a few things from when I was plus size that I can still wear, but for the most part, I have an entirely new wardrobe. I went from filling out a size 2XL men's shirt and and a women's like jeans, I was up to like a 22 or almost a 24. To now, I wear smalls and mediums, and I'm wearing like I'm wearing a size 12 jeans right now. So it was just even like I said, even for the vanity aspect of it, even being able to, I still sometimes go to a store and automatically go to the plus size section, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore because I don't wear that size anymore. So yeah. You're you're going cold turkey. You started exercising, getting yes. more active. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, is it hard? Are you finding like what are you eating as you're getting started in this on this journey? Like, you like what foods? Like, mm-hmm. I remember doing like avocado toast in the morning or oatmeal. Um, things that were still kind of you know a lot of the the alternative meats and stuff like that. Uh, I was eating stuff like that. I remember. T- trying like diet cheese for the first time or these other little alternatives. So I, w- I I still consider myself like a foodie vegan. So I still eat similar style to what I used to eat, mm-hmm. but it's just a veganized version of it. Mm-hmm. I we've done raw vegan for like two weeks. Shout out to anybody out there that's listening that's raw <laughs> vegan. I tip my hat. I tip my fro. Everything to you because raw veganism, honey, is. Ooh, that was that was something. But I noticed being raw vegan just for those two weeks. Oh my goodness, I felt like I was like permeating light. Wow. Like light was beaming from my pores. <laughs> I felt like I was, you know, neon. But um <laughs> it's amazing. Raw veganism is amazing. And I can definitely see myself, I don't know if I could do it a hundred percent, but I didn't think I could be vegan either. So, you know, who knows what the future holds, but Raw veganism is an amazing thing. That was amazing. Like, I think I lost, like, two pounds the first day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you already know how it came out, but I'm like, Lord, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It's so, I think it's one of the things that's uh, interesting, too, about your story is that you and your husband are in this together. Together. Yes, together. I hear so many stories from people in the vegan community. The husband's doing it, the wife isn't, or the wife and the husband are doing it, and the kids aren't. I hear so many different dynamics, but I knew I'm an all or nothing person. And I knew that for me to do this, I had to be all in. I couldn't say, oh, I'm just going to eat chicken on Tuesday for two-piece Tuesday. No, because then I'm going to have a Tuesday with Dutch right. Like, I know myself. So even when I went natural, we were talking about that earlier, 1994, went to the barbershop, got it all cut off. I had like a buzz cut. I never looked back because I felt like if I grew my hair little by little, I'd be too tempted to get a relaxer. So for me, having these parameters for myself helps me to hold myself accountable and helps me to stay on my path and my journey. And I think that since my reason was for my health, I feel like if I go back to eating meat, if I go back to eating cheese and doing these things, I'm going to end up being sick again. So I associate meat and dairy with sickness. I associate it with poor health. I get nauseous. Like sometimes I go shopping for my mom who is not trying to go vegan ever. And like she might have meat on her list. And I'm like, oh. I'm in there like sweating. I'm like, I'm sure they think I'm trying to shoplift or something. But I will get like, if they have paper towels, I will get those paper towels. And by the time I finish wrapping that thing up, it is mummified. And I get up to that counter and I'm like, (laughs) so now my sister's like, Georgette, just let me handle that part of the list. You get the other stuff. But it's traumatic. It's really traumatizing. Like I literally get sick just looking at meat, looking at raw meat just makes me uneasy. I don't like it. 
I don't like smelling it. Like we went to a concert the other day and somebody in there had a sausage. I don't know where they were, but <laughs> oh, my nerves was bad because that sausage was bothering me. It's just the smell. It's just, ugh. yeah. Once you get away from it, you're like, ooh, meat. Yeah. yeah. But that's good because yeah. a lot of people assume that um, these like vegan folks are just craving meat on the side. You no, know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not craving it at all. No. And then this is the thing. Even if you do have some type of craving, I promise you, somebody got a mock version of it. You can just Google if you want mock. You know, um, I don't know mashed potatoes from KFC. If you want that flavor, Google vegan. It's it's there. Anything that you want is there. And then there's a lot of things that are accidentally vegan. So anybody that's listening, they feel like they can't be vegan or plant based because of this, this, that, or third. I promise you, baby, they gotta they gotta mock up. If you if it's Popeyes, they got you. Mm-hmm. Somebody on the internet, somebody has a cookbook, somebody got you with your mock version, and that will help you to get past it. And then you're gonna get to the point where we we're talking earlier. I don't um off off mic. We're talking about fake hot dogs. I'm to the point where I don't like fake hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't want that flavor anymore. And so you might get to a point where you might not need those. A lot of times, those are just transitional things to get you uh, to a more plant based way of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things that uh, people always ask us is like, um, because we're raised in a culture where meat is like the centerpiece of everything. Yes, especially breakfast, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, you're, you're eating some type of meat and mm-hmm. that's your, your dinner. Mm-hmm. So uh, people thinking about, okay, what, a, what, a, they're always like, what do vegans eat? Mm-hmm. So um, you were saying that you kind of recreate like things. Yeah, you can recreate things. If there's a flavor that you want, like my husband, Chris, he's amazing. If you feel like you want some scrambled eggs, baby, he can scramble up that tofu so good. You you don't <laughs> you you don't even realize that you're not eating eggs. You know, it's just I feel like my palate is more diverse in actuality because what ends up happening when I when you're a meat eater, Okay, for breakfast, I'm going to have scrambled eggs. I'm going to have sausage links, whether it's turkey or pork or whatever. I'm going to have juice. You you might have that seven days a week, whereas opposed to when you're vegan, you might say, okay, well, today we're going to have scrambled tofu. Today we're going to have avocado toast. Today we're going to make, you know, whatever, whatever. You you I think that we explore a little bit more with our palates than I did when I was a meat eater. I mean, I ate mostly the same thing. If I was to have made a food diary, I was eating almost the same thing. So when people think they're limited, no, you're limited with the sad diet. With this way of life, you have some of the options are endless. Like you say, you have whole food, plant-based vegans. You have foodie vegans. You have raw vegans. You have juice vegans. You have, mm-hmm. well, you know, people that are uh, raw. I forget how they say it. They're like raw for the first few hours of the day mm-hmm. and they eat cooked food later. There's so many mm-hmm. options and so many ways to do this. You just get in there and you find your way and, and that's what you do. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. We have to stop putting such an importance on food and flavor. If you know you like a certain seasoning, that's what you like. If you were to eat some chicken that's with no seasoning, it tastes horrible. Right. So if you like that seasoning, whatever it is, you put that season on your tofu or you put that season on your beans or whatever it is that you're eating mm-hmm. because that's what you want is the flavor. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. Yeah, that, I wish people would think about that more and stop thinking about what you're missing out on and look at what you're gaining. Like, I am gaining so much. I got my health back. I mean, that's immeasurable. Mm-hmm. No chicken, no meat, no dairy is worth me trading that nothing mm-hmm. in the world will make me go back to to my to my old way of life
Okay, so <laughs> a, a lot of people mm-hmm. are hesitant about going vegan, plant-based vegan, because they're thinking that they're going to stick out like a sore thumb when it comes to social situations. Mm-hmm. So um, in the time that you've been vegan, like mm-hmm. how do you handle those times when you have to go to a wedding mm-hmm. or you're going to a party mm-hmm. or a business function and like... Okay, the way I handle that is I tell myself I don't leave my stomach up to anybody else but me. I don't leave my food up to anybody else but me. So, for example, 4th of July. 4th of July, what people want? They want their hot dogs, they want their burgers. And we were invited to a 4th of July party, a pool party. We brought our own food. And guess what? People was trying to tip and dip and see what we had. (laughs) We brought some vegan donuts. That blew their mind. Boom. (laughs) Didn't know they had that, huh? Okay, so you bring your own food. And when everybody else is eating, you eat. And that's what you do. We went to a wedding not that long ago. The lady knew that me and Chris were vegan. They had vegan options. She even came from her table with her new husband, walked over in her gown to me and Chris. Did they get your food? I said, girl, why you? this is your day. But yeah, they got it. It was good. I couldn't eat any cake, but that's okay because mm-hmm. I had some in my purse, baby. I had my own stuff. <laughs> Instead of hot sauce, you have your own little cookies or whatever. So you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. My thing is other people worried about what I'm eating or not eating. You worry about you, Clarice. I'm good with what I got. You know, so that's a lot of the times it's people like that's when they want to start asking you all these questions. I'm like, I'm really trying to enjoy my little Beyond Meat sausage right now. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and answer you. But that's what ends up happens, happening a lot of times. And I guess it's part of being in my 40s, too. Once I got into my 40s, I have a sister that's 10 years older than me. She said, Georgia, when you get into your 40s, you're not going to care about what nobody else thinks. Because nobody else is responsible for this vessel but me. I was a single birth. I came into this world by myself. I have to take care of myself. Even if, God forbid, my husband one day decides, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. That's on him. I am dedicated to this. So you have to, I'll tell anybody, it's not your stomach, it's not your heart, it's not your mouth, it's your mind. Once you get your mind wrapped around this, once you take the take the air out of it, stop making it be so much bigger than what it is. It is food. It is here to sustain us. It's like... Okay, so say you only want a certain gas station. That's the only gas for your car. So you're just going to drive by 10 gas stations because they don't have that gas. You know what I'm saying? You have to work for what works for you. Your food is full fuel for your body. And that's what you need to look at it as. Yes, it's fun. Yes, it's a social setting. Yes, you like flavors, but... It doesn't need to be slowly killing you. And that's what was happening. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I was almost 300 pounds. And I used to watch the shows about the people that are obese. And they sit there and laugh. Ha, 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 how they get there? And then I said, well, Miss Girl, you was halfway there at almost 300 and didn't realize it. So next thing you know, it's 350. Next thing you know, it's 400, 450. And then you on these shows. And then you're trying to have surgery or do other things to try to change what you could have changed one meal at a time. Yep. So what advice would you have for someone who is um, getting started on this path or somebody mm-hmm. who might be in the journey but having doubts about going forward? You need to fellowship with people that are like you. You need to go to different meetups, uh, pop-ups, food trucks, and talk to people in line. Um, you need to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. You need to do your research. You need to try different things. You need to, like I said, you need to make up your mind that this is what you're going to do. You can't waver. You can't. Some people be like, oh, sometimes I eat butter. Mm-mm. I don't <laughs> believe in that. But again, that's me. You have to 
just make up in your mind that this is what I want to do. This is the path I'm going to take. Nobody, I mean, I have heard it all. We are black people in the South. You already know the things I have been told and heard. Somebody asked me about my aminos. I said, it's amazing. The whole time I was eating meat, no one ever asked me about my aminos. Nobody ever, everybody's a nutritionist all of a sudden. <laughs> Nobody ever asked me about my protein. I'm like, I should be dead by now. Let y'all tell it, right? So yeah, you just have to be your own advocate. You have it's up to you. You make a decision every time you put something on your fork or your spoon or your chopstick or whatever and put it into your mouth. That's a decision that's being made. You can choose to to, to take something that's going to sustain you and keep you healthy, or you can eat some junk, you know, and that's gonna slowly but surely tear your body down. So that's what you have to do. You have to stay steadfast and stay strong, pray, meditate, whatever it is that you need to do. But just take it one meal at a time, one day at a time. If you're if you're thinking about doing it, I've told people do meatless Mondays, or you know just do once a week, or just have a day where you just do raw the whole day. You just do juices, just just to kind of incorporate these things and get your body in in line and in tune with it. So it's not such a foreign ideal. You don't have to necessarily go cold turkey like I did. There's there's options. If anybody is doubting about this lifestyle in 2019, it's just because they really and truly don't want to do it because the information is there. The food is there. You can even be in a small town somewhere. They're going to have something. And if nothing else, fruits and vegetables been vegan, baby. You know, people like, I never had vegan food. So you never had cashews? You never had almonds, Karen? Come on now. <laughs> people just can be so extra. You've had vegan food. You might not have called it as such, but you've had it. You know, they get shady with you. And I get right back to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you are hilarious. Sorry, oh y'all. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Oh, y'all can edit that out if y'all have to. <laughs> this girl crazy. Okay, so what are some of your favorite like inspirational resources? Are there do you have any like books or websites or let me tell you how I do stuff so I'm a hairstylist so in my salon where people you know sitting on the dryer I have like veg news magazine I have african-american vegan starter guide I have you know little stuff to kind of you know <laughs> so it's through osmosis or whatever <laughs> but what is funny is when I first started I always try to have the african-american vegan guide like to me that's just a great starting point it's through Peter I know this whole other thing but I mean it's a really good starter guide and I have them sitting there, and they come. They get the little hair done. They see us sitting there. What happens is eventually they'll ask for one. I have a couple of clients that have gone vegan. I have a client that has gone pescatarian, and I have a client that has gone vegetarian. And this has only been over the course for these two years, so I don't preach. I don't knock people over the head. I just lead by example. Another quote is, you be the change that you want to see in the world. So I don't have to go out and say, you've got to be vegan and meat is murder. I don't have to do that. That's not my style. Mm -hmm. But I wear a vegan T-shirt. Like, that's a form of activism. Like, I saw a thing that said, activism begins on your plate. So that's how I do things. Because if you try to bump, knock people over the head, that's going to turn them away. Mm -hmm. So I just... And I always tell people, now, if you want to know, I'll tell you. But if you don't want to know, don't ask me. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. And I had a lady get very upset with me because we were talking about eggs. And I said, well, do you know what eggs are? And she was like, no. I said, do you want to know what eggs are? And she said, well, yeah, going to tell me. And when I told her, she got mad. But if you're going to eat it, I need you to know what it is. Mm -hmm. If you're going to eat eggs, I need to know I need you to know that that's part of a chicken's reproductive mm -hmm. system. That's mm -hmm. what it is. And that's what I told her. I said, well, what do you think your eggs are? 
Hello? <laughs> you know, again, we are so trained and conditioned to just do these things. You know, you got to have me. And then especially men, if you're going to be strong, you got to have me. It's just ingrained in us, right? Mm -hmm. Once you stop and take those blinders off and realize what you're doing, what you're eating, it, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. So you've accomplished quite a lot over mm -hmm. the past, was two and a half years? Yeah, yeah. Like you've completely went cold turkey mm -hmm. and did a complete mind and lifestyle transition. Mm -hmm. On You've lost a lot of weight. A lot of weight. Yeah. And I'm still on my journey. I still, you know, I mean, again, it's vegan junk too now. Now let's not forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But everything has to be in moderation. Yeah. So what's the next thing you hope to accomplish like in health and wellness? I need to get back on my fitness journey because that's a major um, component. Because no matter what type of eating habit you have, you have to exercise. You have to move. You have to get your blood going. I've kind of slacked off on that. I got to be transparent about it. But even with that, even with me not working out like I used to or exercising like I used to, I still have pretty much maintained around the same uh, same uh, size and weight. And again, that has to do with the food. I'll say it over and over again. It's the food, it's the food, it's the food, it's the food. It's what you are putting into your body. I have lost and gained weight so many times through the years. So many times. But I never got that food component down that is your exercise begins on your plate as well so that's the uh thing that people need to realize but as far as my next step on my journey i definitely need to get back to my exercise and that's just a matter of just stop being lazy and go do it you know <laughs> the gym is not gonna come to you ma'am you gotta go to it you know so yeah so is there anything that you would like to add that we haven't talked about so far that i haven't asked you about I think that I think we talk about the medication about how I said I, I didn't take it, mm -hmm. and and I, I want to make something very clear because I don't want nobody trying to sue me. Let me get this disclaimer. <laughs> don't be like what Georgette said. I didn't have to take my medicines. I'm not clear. There are some things that unfortunately that you're gonna have to take some type of pharmaceutical drug for. There's no other way around it. But there are also a lot of ailments, a lot like acid reflux and all this other stuff. It's the food, y'all. So a lot of things that we are taking pills for, we don't need to take a pill for. I get so sad to see people that would just rather take this uh, prescription than make these lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to be on high blood pressure medication. I did not want to do that. And I knew that is something that I did to myself. I created that um, uh, scenario for me to be on medication. So once I realized that I did not have to, if I changed my eating, like that should be a wake up call to anyone that if there's something that you know, you rather just take a Pepto-Bismol, but you still going to eat this. It's like, come on, y'all, mm -hmm. we got to wake up. So, you know, it, it, the pharmaceutical companies, they don't want people to go vegan. They don't want this to happen. This is big money. So just be mindful that the more people go towards a plant-based way of life, the more you're going to see the triple, quadruple cheese pizza with extra cheese on top of the cheese with bacon baked into it. I mean, you're going to see like the most absurd things, and I'm already seeing it because of that. They're going to try to stick little things in there um, to make it negative, or maybe you shouldn't do it. Don't listen to that stuff. Don't listen to it. You know, Read ingredients. 
If you're going to eat Cheetos, you need to read the ingredients. You need to know what's in there. If you don't know what that ingredient is, you need to Google it. I used to just blindly just pop things in my mouth. Now everything, I'm like turning over. What's the sodium content? I will compare two different products. And whoever, whatever has the less sodium, that's the one that I get. So just things like that. Just be mindful. Stop eating blindly. If you know you love the number six from McDonald's, you need to go on McDonald's website and you need to find out what's in that. I was trying to look up the calorie count or the sodium on something. I don't remember what it was. I couldn't even find it. Mm. You know why? Because they don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. Because it's probably five million quadrillion milligrams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like I said, whatever your way of life, whatever path that you're on, stop eating blindly. Mm. You know, stop just throwing stuff in your mouth and not even thinking about what it is. And there's milk in everything. Mm -hmm. Like, why is milk in jalapeno chips? It's jalapeno. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I turn over, contains milk ingredients. Why? It's in everything. Because you know why? Because nobody's drinking milk. So they got to figure out where to Mm -hmm. shove it, where to put it. You know, it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's really, really ridiculous. Or even like I saw a pack of pumpkin seeds. All natural. Seems great. Yeah, like a thousand something, like almost your daily allowance of sodium in like a four ounce pack. Packet of pumpkin seeds. Ridiculous. Yes. You know, and if you're gonna eat like that, you gotta drink a gallon of water, mm-hmm. you know, to try to balance that out. So that's my my um charge for people. It's just be mindful. If you notice your kids are like displaying some crazy behavioral issues, a lot of times it's the food. That FDNC red number four, they got folks out here acting crazy. <laughs> it's serious. You know, somebody nicely gave us some Oreos because Oreos are accidentally vegan and they were holiday Oreos and they had the little red dye and it's like, you know, same great taste. It wasn't no same great taste. It was horrible and I ate two of them and my face immediately got hot. I started sweating. My throat started getting itchy because I I had moved away from those things and I had to throw it in the trash because I'm like, I, this is not worth me getting sick. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So those are the things that we have to think about wondering why you don't feel well or your stomach hurt. It probably has a lot to do with what you're eating. I very rarely get sick, very rarely get sick um, anymore. I used to get sick all the time. When I would, it would be just horrible having to take two, three days off work. I was feeling bad a couple of weeks ago. You know, I, I chilled out, drank some juice, and did what I needed to do, and I was fine. Where it used to be something like that would just put me out, you know? So, yeah. I love everything about what you just said. Thank like, you. seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, that is everything. Like basically, m- be mindful when you eat, mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. you're buying, when you're actually out shopping, reading the ingredients the is ingredients. everything. And I tell my mom because uh, she's learning; she's doing really, really great. She just lost Good. like twenty five pounds. Go, mama! Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. like doing pescatarian diet. Okay. So, okay. but I'm you know trying to get her to read more because I'm just like your body is your temple yes, and you don't want to put trash in your yes, temple and they put yes, a lot of trash is. in this food yes, they do and so like the even like the front of the 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 label might be something totally different from the front and the back so yes. you have to read the back because yes. I've seen stuff that said vegan on the front and on the back it says may contain dairy that's not vegan or it'll say <laughs> the new thing is it'll say vegan ingredients right and so yes. I've almost bought something like that because I just saw vegan mm-hmm. but once I turn it over well of course it has vegan ingredients if it has water right you know what i mean yeah so these are the things or it's green and they'll say healthy it'll say mm-hmm. organic mm-hmm. all these things a lot of it is is you have to know what the guidelines are and have to know what things are because they're trying to i'm telling you people think i'm crazy 
crazy, but they are really trying to finagle this because people, so many people, even people that are still eating meat, it's so many people that are ditching dairy left and right. So they're going to find ways. They're going to find some type of way because these people have to make their money, and they're making the money off of us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no money in people being uh, dead, and there's no money in people being healthy. Mm -hmm. They work with people that's in between that, mm -hmm. you know, so they don't like people like us that are doing what we're doing. It's, it's, it makes them scared. That's why big brands are buying some of these smaller mom and pop vegan brands because they see that that's where the money is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Mm -hmm. um, it gets deep. Yes, it mm -hmm. does. Like mm -hmm. I just recently saw that Tyson Chicken Company is getting mm -hmm. into the plant-based mm -hmm. meats. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. I think people mm -hmm. who are truly in it for health, Mm -hmm. That's like a red flag. Man, <laughs> you need listen. to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. And ads will pop up. You know, I swear our phone's listening. Uh, an ad popped up for Carnation. Now they have a plant-based, they said plant-based macaroni and cheese. I said, look at Carnation. They said they won't end on this, honey. Yes. You know, because again, people are moving away from it. So mm -hmm. yeah, whenever you're going to notice, like when people are moving away from eggs, they started having ads about eggs. When people are moving away from pork, they started having ads about pork. When people move away from dairy, they start having, you know, got milk and all that. Mm -hmm. So whenever you start to see these ads and see these things, that's because that that those finances are not coming in. So they're going to sneak these messages and sneak these things in for mm -hmm. you. Yeah, to try to trap you in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Woo! Mm -hmm. That was that was great. That was <laughs> a lot of good information. Thank you. So how can people learn more about you and your mission? Well, I am De La Soul Sister on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I don't tweet very much. And I post all kinds of stuff. Like earlier, I went to have some ramen, and they had vegan ramen, so I already posted the people and, and my waiter and everything. I try to keep things lighthearted and fun. So if you want to find out about me, I'm De La Soul Sister on Instagram. I have DeLaSoulSister.com. It's my website where you can see uh, my Instagram feed for my salon, and you can email me. or or And my YouTube is Soul Sister 75 So, yeah. I'm out there. If anybody said they can't find me, they lying because I'm out there, honey. <laughs> yeah. But I have to agree, like, your Instagram page is, like, a, <laughs> you are having, you are enjoying life. And that's what it should be all about because life is so short. It's so fleeting. You know, if you were able to talk to somebody who's left this earthly plane and you were to ask them what's one thing you wish you had more of, they're going to say time. They're not going to say bling, bling. They're not going to say women or cause. They're going to say time. So what, however long God allows me to be on this earth, I want to live my life to the absolute fullest. Like, I went to Candytopia. You know, they had all kind of free candy. I didn't eat none of that, but I went and had a good time. They blew confetti on me. You know, you just got to live. If it's a concert, I'm going to see Wu-Tang on Sunday. I didn't get to see them back in the day. You know, you have to live. You have to go. You have to have fun. Life is not meant to just go to work and come home. It's so much more to do in between, and I just want people to do that. If it's a concert, if it's somebody you want to see, if they're not coming to your town, then go to them, you know, because, uh, you know, Prince is one of my favorite people. I wish I could have seen Prince one more time. But he's not here. So just live life to the fullest and just grab hold to it and, and make the most of it. And live your best life. You know, not to sound like Lil Duval, but, you know, if me going vegan, going plant-based, if that's going to add more years to my life, and not just years, but good quality years, like good, I can jump. If Lenny Kravitz is in concert and he say, y'all jump, and I can jump and I don't pass out, you know, that's what I want to be able to do, you know. I don't want, if I can stave off somebody having to take care of me and help me walk and help me go to the bathroom, if I can stave that off by 
by my food and by exercising, then that's what I want to do. If I can, you know, avoid diabetes and avoid high blood pressure and avoid some of these things by changing my eating habits. Because now, once again, you can you can have high blood pressure and be vegan, but it's just a matter of making those changes and making sure you're not doing that. Even now, if I eat something too salty, I'm like, whoa, 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 mm-mm, that's too much salt <laughs> because I've changed my palate. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't like how it tastes anymore. Yep. Wow, you have really just dropped so many gems on us <laughs> today. You. Girl, I, I could be here for two, three hours, child. <laughs> <laughs> but folks got to go to bed and go to work. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule Thank to you. share your amazing testimony with us today. Thank like, you. this has been... We just really enjoy having you with us. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I, I really feel honored. I just got a little, y'all slid in my DMs. I said, okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and look, if y'all, y'all don't know about Houston, but they live way out yonder, honey. Now, you know, this is love. I came outside the little boot. <laughs> but it's worth it. Thank y'all so much. Y'all are great hosts. And I love that you have this show because people need to hear these stories. They listen to podcasts about all other kind of crazy stuff. Y'all need to come get with this plant plant life, honey. See how we doing it on this side. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate Thank you. it. <laughs> Thank you, Georgette, for coming out and speaking with us. We really enjoyed that conversation. So now we're going to move on to the food of the show. In this segment, we try to give you brief insight into some of the most common foods that are part of the plant-based palate, informing you about the benefits and the uses. And today, we're going to highlight garbanzo beans, also known as chickpeas. Garbanzos are said to originate from Middle Eastern and Northern African areas. There are a variety of types of garbanzo beans, but in America, the most common is the large beige-colored pea. There are other common colors and types around the world. This alkaline legume is rich in carbohydrates, protein, and fiber. Chickpeas have a large percentage of insoluble fiber, which focuses on colon health. Chickpeas are also rich in manganese, folate, zinc, iron, and phosphorus. Food preparation has proven to be endless with chickpeas from soups, scrambles, hummus, falafel, burgers, salads, sauces, and more. I like the way you can use chickpeas as a substitute for scrambled eggs, like for breakfast, instead of using tofu. You can use chickpeas, like the whole chickpeas. You can also use a chickpea flour mixed with water or some type of plant-based milk and vegetables added in, and you can fry it up real nice. It tastes real good. Yeah, yeah. Another thing we do is a chickpea salad sandwich as one of our main offerings for our food business, Eat Good, here in Houston. Um, one of our favorite ways to have chickpeas is a, is a shimbetta asawat, an Ethiopian dish which uses chickpeas to make pieces that are similar to dumplings. Uh, if you're ever in the Houston area, check out the original Blue Nile restaurant for this spicy and delicious shimbetta. It's so good. Yes, yes. So that's it for the food of the day, um, of the show, actually, and... Uh, Go out and get some chickpeas. And now it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. We want to tell you about The Need to Grow, a hopeful new documentary that focuses on an urgent problem in our food system. Here's a snippet from the trailer. 
we stay on our course, we can look at a worldwide catastrophe. Industrial agriculture is first and foremost a war against the earth because it is a war against all species since you're bringing war chemicals into food production and all they're doing is killing. We cannot fight nature. You cannot poison things to the extent that where you, quote, win. It's a challenge to live in a world where our government cannot be counted on to defend us from an industrial food system that's actually making us sick. So the question is, can we feed the world without destroying the planet? And the filmmakers say the answer depends on what we do now. The film follows the pioneers of some of the newest technology as they fight to localize sustainable food systems. The documentary also features a California Girl Scout who started a petition to make Girl Scout cookies GMO-free. After years of pushing for that change, the Girl Scouts finally introduced one new cookie version with non-GMO ingredients. The documentary has just been released worldwide, and you can visit theneedtogrow.com to watch. That's interesting with the Girl Scouts, because, like, especially now, because we have daughters, and it's just the idea of, is it possible for them to be in an organization like that when they're selling, um, selling cookies that are that are full of so many chemicals and high fructose corn syrup and allergens, allergens like soy and, and dairy and dairy and wheat and even nuts in some of them. Mm-hmm. And for so many young girls to be in the Girl Scouts and part of the Girl Scouts, you would think by now they would make that change to a more cleaner and healthier. Cookie. Um, cookie, right, that they're selling and putting out. And the, the hard part is that this is a big fundraiser for the Girl Scouts, so it's kind of like you don't want to not support them because this is a part of, of their tradition of raising money. And who can resist buying cookies from a little girl? Right. <laughs> so I think, but the, I think the answer is to not buy the cookies and to donate directly to the Girl Scouts in some other ways, just give them a monetary donation to send the message that these cookies are not acceptable. We're not going to give our kids and continue to feed people junk. Yeah, and I, I think it always boils back down to the large companies. Um, the Girl Scouts has been with, what, two different bakers for a, a long, long time. time. And uh, I think it hits the pocket when you're doing one thing Start something one way for a long time, and then the world asks for change. So um, that's the thing. That's a good thing. We're asking for change. So um, it's time to make a cleaner cookie. We do like those Girl Scout cookies. Um, the vegan ones. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, before I, before we I'm were vegan, vegan they, this, the cookies are always really good. Yeah, yeah. And I like, it's just the idea of what if you can really eat these things and not have to worry about a high sugar content that's not even a natural sugar mm-hmm. or... Um, any type of allergen. So mm-hmm. I think we need to start listening. Uh, and the bigger companies need to start listening, even if it's the Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to the Plan to Change My Life podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a comment. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at planschangemylife.com. You can follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace. Plants Change My Life. Plants Change My Life. Plants Change My Life. Plants Change My Life. Plants change my life.